0: Leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to the Developing Imperfect Leaders podcast.
1: Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus.
0: This is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church, intended to help you explore and grow your leadership skills for service both inside and outside the church. I'm your host, Paul Stiver. And I'm joined by my co-host, Kaylin Larson. Hello. And Natty Severson. Hi. Uh, Real quick, so let's hear from Kaylin, Natty. How are you? And also, uh, we're getting into, we're going to learn, as we do this season, we're going to learn one fun fact about each other each time.
1: Well, I'm doing well. I uh, walked into my daughter's room this morning and smelled something that was not (laughs) pleasant and later found out she just had poo. All over her mattress and her pajamas. So that that was a good start to the day. It's a
0: great start. Yeah.
1: I bright, really br- enjoyed it.
0: Bright and early. Mm-hmm. Better than coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah. <it> certainly <laughs> yeah. wakes you up. Did not have my coffee yet.
0: Uh, is that your fun fact too? That
1: no. Just... Oh, uh, you have one? My fun fact is one year I had seven W-2s. Oh yes yeah, she So you had seven jobs. So much in tax one form. Year. Uh-huh. Wow. What were you doing? Uh, it was the year after college and I worked at Starbucks. I worked as a bartender at two different restaurants and I worked as a personal trainer and I did this like big brothers, big sisters program. It was a lot. I mean, obviously there was more access, not all seven, but
0: did you get audited? I feel like you should have at that point.
1: I did not get audited, no. Call, Dude, it probably depends on how <laughs> high <laughs> those... w nothing.
0: Minimal. Not a ton of dough rolling in that year. Okay. Uh, great. Natty, how are you doing?
2: I think I'm doing good compared to others in the room. Uh, yeah. For those of you who aren't in this room, which is everyone but us, uh, it's warm in here according to two of us, but the other two are pretty temperate. So two good. are dripping sweat and trying to shed every... Ounce of clothing, that's acceptable. Um, and can I say that? I did. You I did it. Uh so Kaylin's feet, she said are dripping sweat. So <laughs> she might true. sound calm and cool, but her feet are wet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, uh, one fun fact about me, and I know you all know this, but I think this is a really good one. So it's hard to pass on this. Um, is that um I have never eaten a fast food hamburger. And I tell this one because it just has so much shock value. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is it is shocking.
1: I no longer am shocked.
2: Well, you've heard it a yes. hundred times. Kaylin,
0: that would make sense if you've heard it <laughs> to not be shocked anymore. <laughs> but I still, you know what? I'm going to choose to be shocked. I'm going to choose to be shocked again afresh.
2: And if you're like in this room, you're like thinking if there was anyone in this room, it would be Kaylin who's never eaten a fast food because She is, has yeah. enough like healthy eating for all three of us. Yeah,
1: But definitely it's me. So. I will say though I didn't eat a fast food hamburger until I was 24, and a friend forced me to eat a fast food hamburger. So you
2: got peer pressure. Yeah, well, I know as a 24 oh, year old now, it's kind of the worst. Okay, just
1: wanted to. I, mm-hmm. I had
0: prepared. actually a couple this morning. No, oh my I, I'm gosh. kidding. That's I just, <laughs> just that's the shock factor. of Like, wait, who is this guy? He eats hamburgers for breakfast? That's not true. That's not what I Kaelin do. Kaylin and Austin are so hot. They're like, Ooh. I, uh, <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm excited about this podcast. I. One fun fact I was thinking about, uh, this became a habit when uh, my we have two kil- two kids with my wife, Allison. And this became a habit during that time to have snacks in the glove box. And so now I keep, generally keep snacks in both glove boxes of our vehicles. You have to pick a snack that's not going to be... Melty? Yeah, melty or freezy. Are those words? Um yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a little fun fact. You could probably, if you open a glove box, you're likely going to find something to, to nosh on.
1: What is like Teddy Grahams? Okay. those are a solid. Right now we
0: got uh, the one. It's actually running low. I got to restock, but it's uh, new, like Nutrigrain bars, but the Aldi Aldi brand. Shout out to Aldi. If apparently we're are we sponsored? We're yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, I sponsored. think
2: that could either be Nutrigrain. Well, Nutrigrain probably doesn't want to sponsor us after you told them you don't yeah, actually use they, the pro- they bailed. product. Yeah.
0: Great uh, well, let's get into it. So we're starting off based on our title question here, uh, our segment called the Leading Question. This is a segment where we just look at a provocative question from uh, something we're thinking about based on the topic. And so today's question is, how do you know if you are a trustworthy leader? As we think about leadership real quick, uh, leaders leaders are people who lead, who have followers, who who influence people to move in a direction. Uh, just to throw that out there, but how, how do you know, Kay, Natty, if you are a trustworthy leader?
2: I, uh, I, when I heard, when I, I just, I just went with the word trustworthy and I did sort of that, like, okay, what do I think of first? It was like a Rorschach test when you hold it up and you're like, butterfly, spider, you know, like yeah. my kid's diaper, whatever. <laughs> right? Like <Old>
0: poop. Kalen's. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so when I, when I thought of the word trustworthy, I immediately thought of three words. And I'll just list them here for you. See if you can remember them, because I know you can't see what I'm looking at. Um, truthfulness. So this idea that um, what people are saying is actually the truth. They're 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 speaking truth. They're not trying to deceive. Uh, reliability, like like a, people do what they say they're going to do. That makes me want to trust them. And then uh, like an unselfishness, like they don't have their own self interest as the only interest. Right? It's not like they don't have some secret agenda that involves something that's not my self-interest. Does that make sense? Or yeah. they're going to, they're going to put themselves way ahead of me or they don't even consider my self-interest. So I said, I thought, I just immediately thought truthfulness, reliability and unselfishness. Those were the three words that came to mind.
0: It's really good.
1: Uh, when I think about that question, the question I want to ask back is are people following you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I think, I look at leaders and I choose to follow them because I believe that they are trustworthy. Not, But I think what Natty was saying, all of those are things that I see in them, um, whether I could verbalize it or not. So then that makes me want to follow them. So then I kind of think through, okay, am I a trustworthy leader? Are people following me and the ideas that I suggest or the things that I'm doing? Um, so... Yeah, that's what first comes
0: to mind. Yeah, that's really good because it highlights there's like a journey to trusting someone, right? Like you don't just dive in, like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're on the same page. I put faith in you and um, I'm willing to be vulnerable with things that are important to me with you. Um, But yeah, there's that journey. I kind of had that too. I was thinking about um, reliability, stability. Faithfulness is really important to me to watch someone uh, do what they say they're going to do, which Mm nanny you hit on. Um, And then the other one is like, do they communicate about their lives? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, do I feel like I know who you are? Mm -hmm. And when I see the person that you say you are, does it match the person that I see who you are? Um, So kind of that integrity piece, but those are just crucial. Um, And so, yeah. The challenge is then I don't think we always, yeah, like Kaylin, you ask, am I a trustworthy leader? I don't know if we always feel that way. So it's helpful even for us to think about, yeah, am I giving away opportunities for people to trust my leadership when we have interactions? That's great. So moving on, we're moving to a segment we call quote of the week. And so for this segment, we're going to take a deeper look at this episode's topic. So for example, today we're talking about trust. Uh, and engage with and discuss a quote that is from a resource that's impacted us. And so today's quote comes from a book called The Thin Book of Trust by Charles Feltman. It'll be linked in the show notes. And it says, uh, it's kind of a long quote, trust is fundamental to our sense of safety, autonomy, and dignity as human beings. It is also an integral part of every relationship we have. When we trust someone, we feel safe to share what is important to us including our thoughts, ideas, efforts, hopes, and concerns. When others trust us, they reciprocate in kind. It doesn't mean we always agree, just that we listen to, respect, and value what each other has to offer. In fact, trust allows us to disagree, debate, and test each other's thinking as we work together to find the best ideas and solutions. So kind of a long quote hitting on a lot of things, but when you look at this quote, what are things that are jumping out to you as it relates to being a trustworthy leader?
2: Well, church lady alert answer here. Um, I think the the one thing that popped into my mind, and I, I'm yet to read this book. It's on my reading list for tonight, but I do like the quote. But one thing that I thought is... Um, that our ultimate trust has to be rooted in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that in this quote. And and it doesn't make it not a good quote or not a good book. Um, But I was just thinking about how, wow, our ultimate trust is in God Mm
1: -hmm. and it's
2: in his saving grace. And knowing that God is completely trustworthy. So all those words that we talked about before, integrity or truthfulness, Mm -hmm. faithfulness, all of those things, is God who he says he is? Does his behavior match who he says he is? The answer to that is yes. And so as we even think about this, um, we have to have our trust in Jesus because when we begin to trust other people, they will inevitably hurt us,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right We're inevitably going to get hurt by other people. And so resting with our ultimate trust in Jesus allows us to weather that disappointment that comes because we look around this room and right we've known each other a long time, all four of us, and we've been in ministry together and we've disappointed each other. Mm-hmm. We've done things that where we weren't reliable or we weren't unselfish, right? And so we've had to move on, but I think we can do that because ultimately we trust in Jesus and we can weather that disappointment.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about just the first sentence of this quote, but jumping off what you said, trust is fundamental to our sense of safety, autonomy, and dignity as human beings. And ultimately, yeah, it's God providing those things to us in Jesus, right? That we actually, I know I'm safe. I know I'm okay. Actually, when I, when I put my faith in Jesus, I'm actually trusting my autonomy to him in some way, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. and then, and then that God is actually giving me a dignity beyond what I expected. And then, yeah, that allows me to trust others in a way that I otherwise wouldn't. That's really good. Hmm. Okay. What's jumping out to you?
1: It's funny. The first thing I thought of with that first sentence was, I was thinking of like a baby, like trust is fundamental to our sense of safety. And just like as a child, the, um, complete sense of trust they have because they have no other option to trust that their parents are going to give, like give them their needs or fulfill their needs. But then as you've been talking about the Lord and how we, as his children, he, we can trust him to, um, provide for our needs the way that a parent does for their child. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. The other thing that I thought of when I read this quote um, reminded me of the five levels of communication, and that is something that we use within the LDI program, and then also just in general at Hope of how when you are learning to trust someone, there's kind of steps that you go through, whether you know it or not, that um, you are kind of working through to be like, okay, is this person trustworthy? Because then it goes on to say what's important to us including our thoughts, ideas, efforts, hopes, and concerns. And it can be hard to express like wishes, desires, and hopes for the future with someone that you don't trust because you're like, what are they going to do with that information? How are they going to handle that? What if mm-hmm. I have a really like hard desire that I want to share with someone? Do I trust them enough to one, maybe keep that confidential? To ask me tough questions or encourage me in that, whatever it might be. And so thinking through the five levels of communication, um, we can link it in the show notes for you. Um, But that kind of helped me think through maybe where might I be in trust with someone um, in regards to that. So
0: Yeah, right, because those levels are going to move from facts, opinions, cliches down to the more heart level of feelings and needs, needs, right? Mm -hmm. And and those things are hard to communicate even with the people closest in your life. Yeah, And so, yeah, it kind of hits on to the second part of this quote, which is really interesting for team dynamics. And it's kind of this concept that trust is actually going to allow us to get better ideas, which is really cool. I've seen it in our team, for example. But, yeah, when, when you can build trust within a team, you're actually more capable to look at ideas together and say, yeah, what do we think? And, and kind of go after it. And, and to Natty's point about about being rooted in who God is, then we're actually, I'm okay to have my idea discussed and picked apart because my identity isn't in the quality of my idea as much as I want to see the best idea come forward. And, and trust creates that within a team as opposed to if there weren't trust, right? Where it's like, okay, now I shared this idea and you came at it with a different angle, and I don't know if I can, uh, you know, trust you with what you said, right? That's a, just what the value in that of, of team dynamics.
2: Yeah. I was, I was looking at the second half of that verse too. And it says, trust allows us to disagree, debate and test each other's thinking, right? So we can work together. And it's, I think that's just a huge thing, right? Um, this idea, especially in today's kind of culture of if you don't agree with me mm-hmm. i'm just going to cut you out or i'm cool. going to stop listening and, mm-hmm. and tell you you're wrong and tell you how i'm right right so this allows us to take a breath and say oh maybe i'm not right right maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe my idea is not the very best idea or maybe it's not the very best idea in what we're doing uh and so i'm just i i really like that that idea that as we can come together and work, that we can come to something that's a better product because we trust each other. And I, I just think about how, you know, that trust allows us to create an environment. When we talk about even with, I have older kids now, right? So you mm-hmm. guys still have the littles, but I have yeah. older kids and how fundamental that was in our relationship with them. Like mm-hmm. if we can't trust them, if we don't believe that they're telling us the truth, like it's impossible to let them go out of the door without just being worried about what they might choose. But when we have that level of trust, we can, I can even disagree with my kids and we can have a discussion then about what's maybe the best choice. And I, as a parent, don't have to get all defensive that maybe my first glimpse of how I should respond to this or a rule I should make or a, a boundary line I should lay out. If that's maybe not the best, cause then the kids can speak back into that too.
0: That's awesome. So let's shift gears a little bit and look at growing together. So, the goal of this podcast is to help imperfect leaders to grow. So, keeping in mind that this is a journey, there's not necessarily going to be a right answer. What are some practical ways that an imperfect leader can grow in their trustworthiness?
1: Um, What I thought about in regards to that question was this is something um, I feel like I've had to grow in is, am I willing to be present and then listen and empathize so like listening to you talk about your kids was like instead of coming up against them really quick with what they might be saying okay am I taking a beat am I hearing what they're saying maybe empathizing or you know I hear what you're saying and then just being there to listen Um, because when I think about it with like we have a two-year-old and so If I come down heavy-handed on her right away, she's not going to respond well to that. And so she's not going to trust me. Um, And if I were to come heavy-handed, quote unquote, um, with a volunteer or someone I work alongside with, they're not going to trust how I might respond to them in the future. And so how am I being present, listening, and then affirming or empathizing with what they say, and then maybe sharing my thought or opinion in regard to that topic or situation? Yeah, I like that. Uh, people, you
2: know, it's like you said earlier, people build trust, right? Mm-hmm. So they're gathering data points to create a line of trajectory, mm-hmm. right? About us and about our, our trustworthiness. And so we have to consider what data points we're giving them. Mm. If we're showing up late or whatever, mm-hmm. if we're not following through art our commitments, if, if our integrity kind of question mark You know, like I I heard you kind of belittling a different volunteer. How do I know you're not belittling me? Mm. Yeah. Um, Kind of some of those things. Definitely true. Uh, When I read this question, the first thing I thought of was don't mistake trustworthiness for perfection. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. In yourself or in others. And I think we can either be those people who really expect ourselves to be perfect. And then when we find that imperfect thing then we immediately dismiss ourselves as completely untrustworthy, right? Or we can be those people who expect perfection in people who lead us. And then the first time we see them disappoint us, it just, it's like the idol has fallen from the throne, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it just seems so huge. Um, you know, we're striving to be the things we're talking about, faithful, reliable, truthful, trustworthy in general, right? But what do we do when people aren't, you know, how do we offer grace in the midst of that? And what are, you know, like quote unquote deal breakers, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what are just like, okay, that's, we're human, we're all sinful and we all made mistakes. So it's a, it's a tough line to draw, right? Because that's, that's what happens when we live in an imperfect world, right? We're all going to behave in imperfect ways. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. It makes me think of the times that I have felt like, oh, I really can trust you is when people have apologized to mm. me oh, and yeah. when they've taken ownership mm-hmm. over, hey, you saw that mistake. You saw me mess up and in integrity, I'm owning it. That's that's a part of who I am and that, that happened and I, I'm sorry for that. Um, so that's that's huge, right?
1: And or so, even
2: Or even when I mess up, you showed me grace. That yeah. makes you, me trust you more, right? Yeah, like yeah. you didn't, you didn't just ignore it and allow me to go on, but you also didn't make me feel shamed mm. or horrific or like there was never coming back from that. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really good. So closing out here, we'll just close with one takeaway for each of us. Just something you're taking away from thinking about this topic of trust for your own life. And I can go first. I, I, um, I realize I make decisions quickly a lot of times, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. So one thing he does I'm for the to, listener, he really does. One thing I'm working to grow on is um, is is having discussions before I make decisions with people, because I think that buy-in creates trust. But another thing is when I make a decision, communicating to someone, showing I considered you when I thought this through. This wasn't just flippant, and I wasn't just acting on my own mm-hmm. agenda. But I really did have you in mind when I made this decision. And so that's something I'm really trying to kind of take out of this conversation.
1: I think for me, I might take my own advice of being present. Uh, Am I listening? Hmm. Um, And even just like uh, repeating back what they said or whatever it might be to show that I hear you and I see you and considering what you have to say before I make a decision.
2: Hmm. Yeah, for me, it was just this idea that trustworthiness reflects God's faithfulness. And so we demonstrate a piece of the gospel when we demonstrate trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. And we demonstrate a piece of the gospel when we're willing to put our trust in other imperfect people, right? Um, Because ultimately, again, we're putting our faith, our ultimate hope and trust in somebody who is perfect, Mm. right? So um, trustworthy. Trustworthiness is just so basic to leadership, but if you don't have this, uh, I guess you should really consider, we should all really consider if we're ready to be in leadership right now, especially spiritual leadership, right? If we're like, gosh, am I trustworthy? That might be a good time to seek out wise counsel, people who really know you. Uh, So if you're like on the fence or if you're like, geez, I don't know, um, am I a trustworthy person? That could just be like, hey, you know, the enemy would really like to handcuff you into not leading, but it could also be like, hey, let's take some time to grow and, and and work on some of these imperfections before we step into a place of leadership.
0: Well, that wraps up our conversation for today, but we want to keep connecting with you. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners. So if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us LDI at HopeCC.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi at hopecc.com.
1: Have a great week.